0: So we had the incredible privilege today to learn Yevamis Daf Yud Aleph, page 11, and just a little bit of a quick Chazar. So remember again, we spent a good amount of time on this Daf, focusing on the Mahlokes, resh and Rabbi Ohana. A fundamental Mahlokes, which is as follows. The The, the Mahlokes was framed in a case of hacholetz liyebimto v'chazer v'kidshah. So that's how it was, framed, it was framed, where, let's say again, Ruben dies, leaves behind two wives, Rachel and Leah. Shimon does chalitza, and then decides afterwards to go ahead and remarry. He does chalitza with Rachel, and then decides to illegally remarry her, because it's illegal to remarry a woman once you did chalitza with her. So there's a whole locus, But to, without focus as much on the case, to focus a bit more, on the fundamental machlokis, Rish Lakish and Rabbi Yochanan, Rish Lakish holds that it is only the brother who does chalitza whose status changes. I should say, whose relationship changes with his former sister-in-law. That Rabbi Rish Lakish holds the brother who did chalitza with the woman who he did chalitza, their relationship is downgraded now to a law, to a prohibition. In other words, the iser of Eishes Achav, a brother's wife, is taken away. However. That only, applies to, that only applies to the brother who did Chalitza and to the wife with whom he did Chalitza. All of the other brothers and any other co-wives are still subject to the prohibition of Ah with an Eser Kares. Rabbi Yochanan argues on this, vehemently argues on this and explains that that is not correct. The brother who does Chalitza is acting on behalf of all of the brothers and the wife with whom he did Chalitza ultimately again is representing all of the wives. And therefore, once one brother does chalitza, all of the brothers are downgraded from the isser kares of Ashes Ach, ultimately to a love. And all of the co-wives are also downgraded as well. All of the wives are downgraded in their isser as well. The Rambam we saw paskint like Rabbi Yochanan, that one brother acts on behalf of the of, of all of them and one wife represents all of the wives as well. The next interesting case that we came to was the following situation, Tsaras Sota. What happens if you have a situation of a woman who committed adultery, right? And then her husband that we, and we know she committed adultery, this Eidos, and her husband dies without children. What is the impact of this woman regarding Yibum? So ultimately, again, the Yimara comes to the conclusion, and this is indeed how the Rambam Paskins, that, and this is the Rambam in Hilchos Yibum Perek Vav Halacha Yutes. That such a woman is Petura from Yibum and from Chalitza. In other words, that there is no Yibum and no Chalitza ultimately again to this to this particular woman. Now what's interesting about this is as follows. The reason for that is because the Torah uses the lotion of Tumah by adultery and the lotion of Tumah by erva. By arayos, and the same way that if a woman is an erva, right? Let's say one of the survive, one of the widows is an erva to the yavam, she herself is exempt from ibum, and she exempts her co-wife. The same halacha will apply to a woman who d- definitively committed adultery. She will be Patura from ibum, and ultimately, again, she exempts her co-wife as well. Now, however, this is different than a case of a suspected sota. If a woman is suspected of adultery, and then her husband dies without without children before having had the opportunity to administer the sota process in a situation like that maisa the sota who's, who's the possible adulteress she does chalitza and cannot do yibum, but the co-wife ultimately again has the ability to do yibum or chalitza we finally came then to the third case that we dealt with, which was the case of Machsir Grushaso, again Ruvain is married to Rachel and Leah he goes ahead and he divorces Rachel. Rachel marries another man unrelated, right? Unrelated. She goes and marries Zavulon. Afterwards she gets divorced from Zavulon. Ruven illegally remarries her. Not allowed to marry your Grusha, your wife, after she marries someone else. He illegally remarries her and then he dies without children. So now Rachel and Leah Fall to Shimon in Yibum. So the Shail is what is the impact ultimately again of that relationship on the Yibum scenario, to which the Gemara explains that Halacha Isa, and this is Hadaram Mam Paskins as well, Halacha Isa, the Machsir Grushasa, the wife who Ruvain illegally remarried, i.e., Rachel, so she ultimately again has to do Chalitza. She has to do chalitza. But the co wife is unimpacted, and if Shimon, the surviving brother, wants to do Yibam with the co wife, she's absolutely eligible for that, and that is fine. That's the halachalamais. So, so, three important cases, three important halachas that come out of today's daf. I will just mention one other piece, which is that the Gemara mentions the opinion of Rebbe, and Rebbe is of the opinion that halachalamais, and actually we'll see this later on, that when there are two wives, who are eligible for yibum slash chalitza? If the yavam is going to do chalitza, he should do chalitza with the wife whose status will be least impacted because as we'll see when a woman undergoes chalitza she becomes like a quasi-grusha like a quasi-divorcee so if one of the wives, let's say for example already has that status from a previous relationship, so we would do chalitza with her in order not to impact her status, so for example, if Ruven was married to Rachel and Leah, Reuven passed away, let's say Rachel was previously married this was already Rachel's second marriage she was divorced, she's a divorcee so if Shimon, the surviving brother, is anyway going to do chalitza, we tell him better to do chalitza with Rachel because she already has the status of a grusha. She already can't marry a kohen. So chalitza doesn't really change her her marital status. As opposed to if he were to do chalitza with with Leah, Leah, who's now a widow, a widow can marry a kohen. If he does chalitza with her, she can't marry a kohen. We would urge the yavam to go ahead and do chalitza with the with the wife whose status won't be impacted. Of course, if both wives have the same status, then somebody's going to have to become the Chalitza But assuming we could kind of mitigate the halachic fallout of being a Chalitza by doing chalitza dafk with one wife, we urge the yavam to do that. i to say everyone, wishing everyone a good night of chen shushan po